Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Peyton. Uh, as Jack said, I'm a sports game expert, uh, as I like to call myself. Well, not really, but uh, <laughs> this is my second show on uh, KCOU now, um, and I'm really excited to do this one. Uh, the other show, uh, Unwritten Rule, 6 p.m. Uh, Thursday. Just self-promo in there. We're the Unwritten um, Rule, Peyton. Or, whoopsie. Uh, <laughs> Starting left bench, this is unwritten rule. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to do this show. Uh, yeah. Kenny? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Kenny Van Dorn. This is my first show on KCOU, in my wow. second year here. And uh, one thing about me that you'll get to know is I'm never wrong. You know, Peyton's going to say some <laughs> mm-hmm. stuff and he's going to be wrong. I'm <laughs> never wrong. So write that down now. Don't forget it. And uh, let's get into this. Yeah, let's get into it. So uh, just to give you a brief overview, as this is. Our first show on KCOU. Um, basically, yeah, I'm going to be moderating a bit of uh, sports commentary and talk as, you know, sports events go on as they are starting to start back up again. Um, and today we got a pretty full slate for you. We're going to dive into some NBA action, talk a little bit about um, the series as they, you know, get back going again. And then we're going to dive into some baseball. We're going to talk um, a little bit about postseason predictions and then get into a little bit of the unwritten rules of baseball as fitting isn't uh, as fitting as you know our name is um but first uh, we want to talk a little bit about um the events that went on yesterday so um if you guys saw um you know all over social media there were supposed to be nba playoff games yesterday um and it it sort of started out with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks choosing to boycott their game against the Orlando Magic um, after the events in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And I'd like to get your guys' just thoughts on, you know, how that all unfolded. Um, you know, personally for me, I really think we saw not only a piece of sports history, but a piece of, you know, I think American history, something that's going to be remembered for a really long time. And it was, you know, a really, really powerful statement. But I'd like to hear from, you know, you guys what you have to say about that. Yeah, I'll open up on this. Um, I think one of the biggest things that journalists, not even just journalists, but fans in general used to say to basketball players or athletes when they used to speak out about this stuff was shut up and dribble. And I think after what happened the last two days, now just one team changed the whole league and shut it down because they were fighting for the injustice in the country. And I think like the shut up and dribble, like stick to the sticks, I think that's over. I think you you can't say that to athletes anymore. You realize how much like power they have, how much like the level that they're on and how much they can talk about stuff. And Kevin Love like said it right. He said that this is the most united league, not even in the country, but in the world. And I think the NBA did a really amazing thing these past two days. Uh, Yeah, uh, I agree with what you said um, about how one team changed, not even just one league. Uh, It was, it bled into all the other leagues. I mean, that are currently going on the NHL canceled their playoff games last night. Uh, MLB had, quite a few cancellations um yeah it's really like quite it's kind of unprecedented in a way i mean two years just two years ago i don't think we would have ever thought something like this could have happened but these past few months have really i think rightfully emboldened players to speak up and use their voices um they know now the type of platform they have and how important it is for them to speak up and i think it's a really it's a really good thing for them to speak up and have their voices be heard. And um, I know they're going to resume playoff games tomorrow, and yep. I think that's fine because I think their message has definitely been sent. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think hopefully that that decision to resume the games tomorrow, like you said, was a you know a player's choice and that they worked with the league to do that. Um, but I, th- I think it was. I think, like Kenny, like you said, the NBA is very united, and I think the the organizations and the commissioners you know of the league like want to work with players they don't just want to have these guys play basketball they understand that as i think now if sports fans didn't understand before they understand now that these players have platforms and they're going to speak out and use their you know voice and their influence to spread a mess spread a message and a good message at that um but yeah hopefully you know that decision was made you know cohesively it wasn't the nba's choice it was the players choice but yeah, um, you know, great words from both of you guys. And yeah, very, it was very, very powerful to see. Definitely something that, you know, is going to be remembered for a really, really long time as it should be. But um, yeah, tremendous, you know, efforts there from the players. We saw all sorts of responses all over social media. Um, any other thoughts about that before we look into the um, resumption? Yeah. I, think it, I think it's still really crazy to see how it, this really doesn't feel like it should be a divisive issue anymore. But it, as you mentioned, just all kinds of comments on social media. Um, and it really is kind of just crazy to me that not everyone can just agree that players were in the right to do this, I think, because this is a really important issue going on right now. And I think everyone should be united on this, but it unfortunately right now is still not a uniform consensus on this. Yeah, I think uh, one big thing is that Kyrie Irving, before the bubble started, he really spoke out about this stuff, and I just wasn't ready for basketball to come back. And I think it's making him look a lot better right now. But I think the one big thing that I like that they did is that the players chose to come back and play. And I think that means, like, they're not going to give up, you know. They they still have, you know, this stage. They go out there for, like, two and a half hours and play basketball. They have words on their jerseys that mean stuff to them and mean stuff to the country. Yeah, I, I think they... They definitely made a powerful statement, and I think they they can continue to make that statement, you know, while also you know getting back on the floor if that's what they think is is best, and you know that's hopefully what they decided. Um, but yeah, with that, um, the NBA did decide they will be resuming games on Saturday. Um, I don't know off the top of my head who is playing. You have it pulled up right specifically now. Specifically on Saturday. Oh, you have it pulled up. Yeah. Kenny's on so, it. Uh, let's go with the Lakers in Portland. Lakers up 3-1 right now. Yeah. So, I mean, the Lakers the Lakers in Portland, that series, I think is pretty much over. Um, Damian Lillard, if you missed it, got injured um, and went actually back to Portland to have that treated. So he's, I think, pretty much done regardless of, I think, if they stay in this series, which... I don't think they will. They're just the Lakers in their last game looked so good, um, t- like playing team basketball. It was the first time in a while I've seen, you know, other guys really getting involved other than their big two stars. But yeah, I, I only see one winner in that game. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't really think that this game's going to be much of a contest. Dame is he left the bubble, didn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. back in Portland. So I don't. Yeah, this series is pretty much over. Um, I think I would have picked the Lakers regardless, but I think it's just going to be a blowout now that Dame's out. Yeah, you lost the bubble MVP. I don't think there's any way to come from this. You know, you have Melo and CJ, but that's not enough against, you know, the best one of the best players in the world. And uh, so... Two of. Two of, yeah. But I think one big thing that the Lakers should do, this is kind of bias, 
Yeah. I think they should play Dion Waiters. <laughs> Dion Waiters Why, is better than J.R. Smith. Yeah, and he's better than J.R. Smith. Well, uh, J.R. Smith uh, has the, what is it? He's tied with Kobe for the most three-pointers in, in a, NBA history. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. Right. So hard, 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 to, hard <laughs> to say that Dion Waiters is better than Better that. than you are. Well, no kidding. <laughs> How much am I being paid to play basketball right now? Nothing, because you're not exactly. good. Exactly. Neither are you. He's better than Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley made that team over Deion Waiters. Whatever. Deion Waiters is still on the team. He should play more. Okay, well, uh, next game, we got the Rockets and the Thunder. Um, yeah, yeah. this is a really, really interesting series. Um, before this happened, I know Kenny and I, you, you and I have talked a little bit about it. Um, I had the Rockets going through... And for a while, I was looking, you know, pretty correct. They went 2-0, and then the Thunder tied it up. And this is this is game, so yeah, this is game five. 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 Um, so I think probably the winner of this game probably goes on and wins it in six. And I think that'll probably be the Rockets. I think they'll claim their momentum back. But they're definitely missing Westbrook for sure. Westbrook, He's coming back. He is. Oh, is yeah. he back tonight in that game? Yeah, is, is he tomorrow. back for game five? Yeah. Oh. So Russell Westbrook will be back. I think that pushes it over for Houston for me. Um, I think that because if Russ comes back, he's going to be on probably like a minutes restriction, right? Or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Oklahoma City for game five. But I think that in the end, Russ will push the Rockets over the top and they'll win in seven. But I think OKC will win game five okay think- let me tell you where you're wrong oh um you got two mvps on this rockets team that's fantastic Smartest player in the nba wearing number 13 shooting from the left hand mm-hmm. james harden smartest player in the nba he's gonna shoot eight for 22 the only reason that they're not up 3-1 right now is because daniel brickhouse jr can't make free throws okay so he's <laughs> so yeah, gonna have to play bring again. back daniel another House mvp going away you bring back another mvp you're not gonna lose this if, if he's not playing Rockets all, all those minutes. <laughs> no. I'm taking. I'm taking Rockets in seven. I'm taking OKC for game five. We should take this time to mention that Kenny Van Doren is from Houston, Texas. If there's any, uh, that yeah, gives I also any believe help. That. Also, is a Syracuse fan. If you didn't get that from the Dion <laughs> Waiters take, but also like Mike D'Antoni is one of the smartest coaches in the league. No, I, he's winning games. He's winning games without a seven footer. No, I I definitely agree with you, Kenny. I think the Rockets will push through this series. I don't know if it'll be as divisive as maybe you think it will be, but if Russ comes back and is playing as well as he does, even with a minutes restriction, yeah, I don't see. I think they'll hold off OKC. I just don't see them getting past the Lakers, though. That's the, <laughs> yeah. the big issue. Okay, uh, next game, Utah-Denver. Utah 3-2. Um, I'm definitely taking Utah in game six. I think it was kind of a miracle that Denver even wound up winning game five. Denver had to make a huge comeback at the end. Um, Donovan Mitchell's looked really good all series. And I think he's going to, I think he's just going to dominate in game six. And I think they'll, they'll advance. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty crazy that uh, Jamal Murray can score 50 points in a game and they still lose. Um, But I talked a little bit about this on um, the penalty box with Peter camp plug. If you want to go listen to that also in case you, anyway, Um, (laughs) what time? Uh, it's at six on Tuesdays. Um, so tune in, but yeah, this is, I said this about the nuggets one on that show. They did this last year against San Antonio when they were a two seed. And I think San Antonio took them to seven games and 
you know, Denver barely like scraped it out, but I, I don't understand where they just, it seems like they just kind of don't want it as much as Utah does in this series from what I've watched. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably go Utah takes it and then six in this next game. Yeah. I think they're really just taking teams for granted. You know, they mm-hmm. went to seven games to that Spurs team last year. And then, you know, you're going up against Utah. They got Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I like Denver. I do. I like MPGA. I like Jeremy Grant. Shout out. Mizzou made. And uh, Syracuse made Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant. <laughs> Jeremy Grant is one of the Jeremy players. Jeremy Grant is one of the best players he named, in Denver. He named Jeremy Grant before Nikuli Okic. Oh, and also right? I saw MPGA at a smoothie shop in downtown Missouri. If you're listening, MPGA, that was me that yelled your name. But I don't know. I'm... I'm going to ride Denver on this one. They're going to win out. Really? They're going to yeah, take 3 1 lead or 3 1 deficit, and they're going to come back. The most dangerous lead in sports. That's true. Yeah. All right. Um, from what I can see, do we have yeah. Celtics Raptors still tomorrow? Uh, well, we got Dallas Clippers. Still. Oh, yes. That's the last West one. Um, yeah, you go, you, you go, go first. Okay. I got to think about um, this one. This has been my favorite series by far in this playoff so far. Um, I've been watching a lot more Dallas than I'm, than I'm used to watching, but Luka Doncic is so good at basketball. Um, first of all, that buzzer beater he had in their last game. Um, no, sorry. That was game four um, was insane. Um, and then they came out in game five and just looked kind of flat. Um, I think they just need to recycle some of that game four magic. But honestly, if they, can use the team basketball around Doncic that they've been using and, you know, played that style. I, I give me Dallas in game six and then game seven, kind of just a toss up, but yeah, I I take Dallas in game six. I will also take Dallas in game six. I think Luke is going to do his, he's going to try his hardest to try and steal the series from LA. Uh, he's doing all this without Chris stops. Um, and I, it's really been incredible to watch Luca these this series, but um, I think the Clippers will take it in seven. I think uh, Playoff P really needed that Game Five performance he had, and um, I think I think he's going to play better in Game Six and Seven. So yeah, I'll take I'll take Dallas Game Six um, after like a Luca fifty bomb or something, yeah. and then I'll take I'll take the Clippers in Game Seven. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I want to be against you here, Peyton, but I'm going to have to agree with you. And it's just because, I don't know, out of that 2018 draft class, Luca was like the most prepared. You know, he was playing professional basketball overseas. And I think I think if the games weren't suspended the last two days, I think Clippers had that momentum to push him over. But I'm going to say game seven. Or I'm going to say Clippers in seven. You know, I Montrez Harrell and Patrick Beverly. Lou Williams, just great Clippers players over there. Any particular reason you mentioned those three players? I think they're just, um, you just don't talk about them much. And they really just, they really hold the Clippers together. Oh, they played for the Rockets, didn't they? Yeah, at some point. That's crazy. That's a Yeah, so they played for the Rockets too. And, uh, but I think, you know, if playoff P just, if he balls out, you know, tomorrow or whenever the Clippers play, I think it's tomorrow. I think they got in six. But, you know, he's a Joel Steen of sports, so we'll see what happens. (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) <laughs> I will say take. he his interview like post post game game five scared me if I was a Mavericks player like I'd be nervous he was he basically called out everybody that like called him out for being you know 
like terrible in the playoffs. But well, he shouldn't shoot under twenty five percent three games. Well, in a row. he didn't. I mean, he didn't in game five, and look what happened. Well, I, they destroyed him. I understand that, yeah. but yeah, if you don't want people to talk smack about you, don't shoot under twenty five percent. If you're listening, Paul George. Don't shoot under 25% in three straight games and people won't make fun of you on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, sure, yeah, he did no, he definitely deserved probably the, you know, stick that he got, but he responded to it in a pretty like a scary way, especially just having Kawhi on that team too. It's just going to be it's going to be tough if he's playing how he's played in game 5. Um just think of this game goes to game 7 and Luka hits a game winner. Oh my gosh. Over <laughs> over, over playoff P. Over playoff P. <laughs> oh, the the second year in a row he gets <laughs> It would be nonstop. Paul George would have to leave Twitter forever, probably. <laughs> okay, so we still got Milwaukee and Orlando in the East. That's the last East matchup before this, the semifinals. I think we all can agree here. Milwaukee is wrapping this yeah. one up. This is not much of a series anymore. Game uh, one was a lack of energy game that, you know, Milwaukee was still, I think, in bubble mode, and now I think they're they're not there yet, but they're starting to enter playoff mode. I think... Those first few games in the next round against Miami will show for me if that team is ready to run through the rest of the East or if they're going to really struggle how they did in that first game against the Magic because they've played a little less flat, but they played super flat in game one, and that's, I think, what made them lose. But I think they'll get over that. I think Giannis is hungry enough and wants to get over that. I think they'll be fine. But yeah, this game, yeah, it's over. Yeah, I think that game one was just like an eye-opener, I guess. Yeah. It kind of just took a team for granted. That was an eight seed. You know, a team that's like led by Michael Carter-Williams, one of the best point guards oh in the Oh, my league. Lord. And <laughs> I didn't know every Syracuse. Former rookie of the year, Michael Carter-Williams. Former, Former Buck, actually, Former too. Buck, yeah. But, yeah, I think Milwaukee's got this. You know, I think they're a lock kind of for that. I think it's going to be them in Toronto battling it. But we'll see. But I think that's an easy easy choice. Easy series win. Um, yeah, so I guess... I'll just give a quick roundup of them. Wait one second, Jack. Yes. Um, I got a quick question. I just got it on the, uh, oh, no. the fan text. fan just texted me in. He asked, ask Jack Knowlton why Terrence Ross is a better player than Chris Middleton. Nick Swanson, thanks for the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he, uh, that same fan actually uh, sent me a text to have a debate why Jalen Brown is better than Jason Tatum. Uh, um <clears throat> Jason Tatum went to Chaminade, and they lost to my high school in the state semifinals. That's why. There you go. Shout out Park Hill South. Uh, Terrence Ross is far inferior to the all-star and much better player Chris Middleton. I don't need to have an argument about here. Terrence (laughs) Ross is better at one trait, and that's dunking. And that gets you a dunk contest championship. The Sprite Slam Dunk Contest Championship. (laughs) Mind you. Do you guys remember the Sprite Slam Dunk Contest Championship in like 2K when you had to like press certain buttons to do different dunks? I never did that in 2K. You remember what you know what I'm talking about? Ken? Yeah, on the Wii, right? On the Wii? <laughs> next, I don't know. That's all I played. Uh, <laughs> next game, we got Boston and Toronto. Okay. Are um, we doing the series now? We'll just do this just, last one. Okay. Just because this is on the, this is a um, second round matchup. So this is a semifinal. I really, really like Toronto. And I really, really think lowly of the 76ers, and I think that's why Boston ran through them. Mm-hmm. So I really, I think Toronto's a lot better, and I think Toronto's going to dominate game one. Okay, well, I'm going to disagree with you there. Um, even though they lost Gordon Hayward, I still think the Celtics are like one of the best teams in the playoffs. 
Wow. You know, I'm going to shout out St. Louis here. Oh, but, you know, that kid from Chaminade that you're talking smack about, St. Louis greater than signed Kansas City. But um, He lost to Ryan Welty. That's okay. Um, I just think the Celtics, Toronto's almost the same team as last year. I think it's gonna, this is going to be one of the best series in the playoffs. This might be one of the best Game 7s we'll have. I think if this we will, have if, one. If this goes to Game 7. It won't make it past Game 5. That's wrong. Okay. Hot, hot take. Raptors Full are take. a lot better. Yeah. Than- uh, Jack, what do you think? I so for me, this is this is going to be the series where Jason Tatum goes from a young player who kind of burst onto the scene and and is now just the best player in his team to really like a you know a team leader, a guy that can carry a team through a playoff series. And I know not necessarily like the Celtics are very talented and won't have to solely rely on him, but he needs to prove if they want to win that he can be the guy in like a clutch situation. They can give him the ball, you know. I think he's done it in the regular season, but I don't think, you know, he's been that guy as much in the playoffs. If he can do that, I'd probably take the Celtics, but I think right now I'm also going to go with the Raptors because I think they have a chip on their shoulder from being doubted last year just because of losing Kawhi. They've proved a lot of people wrong, and Nick Nurse is a great coach. Ha! Two on one. Well, there you go. Sorry for you guys. Celtics are winning. Um, so let's do one quick... Finals prediction. Yeah, and then we'll then move we'll, on. And we'll head to break. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Bucks Lakers, and I'll say I'll say Bucks and seven. Uh, retweet that. I'm also going Bucks Lakers. I am also going Bucks and seven. Okay. Um, I'm gonna shake this up here. I'm going Lakers Raptors. Okay. Didn't you actually? Ju- you actually, just took Boston. Yeah, you did just okay, take Boston. Shake it up. Forget it. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I want Clippers Raptors just because I want to see Kawhi lose to the Raptors. That would, that would be, be insane. That would be an awesome. But Celtics story. are still winning, so sorry, it's not going to happen, Kenny. Um, okay, <laughs> it's not. All right. Happen. Well, Kenny, Kenny's prediction will probably come true now that he said that. But yeah, that's a that's a little roundup for the NBA. Um, we're gonna head over to a quick break. When we come back, Kenny Payton will be on the hot seat for some baseball takes. We got. MVP, Rookie of the Year, all those fun predictions to come up. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Unwritten Rule on KCOU FM. Tune in to High and Tight with me and my co-host, Logan Perone, as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and our website, KCU.FM on the Blue Box. You love them enough to do anything for them. Mom, I need to be wiped. Coming. Including checking NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Welcome back. The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. We hope you are enjoying your Friday. It's not Saturday, as I said earlier. Um, great office episode, though, when uh, Jim convinces Dwight that it's uh, Saturday and not Friday. Always oh, yeah. A, always a classic, that. if you remember that. Um, so we are going to be heading over to the Diamond now. Peyton and Kenny have some predictions for us, and... Uh, you know, baseball obviously has had a shortened season, too. They are not in a bubble, unlike the NBA. 
Um, so before we get into these predictions, I just kind of have a curiosity of myself, like for myself. Um, how has sort of the restrictions that have been imposed on the season, obviously they're playing way less games, a lot more of a condensed schedule. You know, have you guys seen anything that has changed from a normal season that you like wouldn't normally see, like whether it's like pitching rotations or who's playing where and such? Um, the amount of injuries to pitchers has been absolutely staggering so far this year. There have been so many season ending injuries for pitchers, pitchers that have just had, they, they just weren't ramped up. There's, I think the, what, what were they calling it? Uh, I'll just call it spring training 2.0. It was, was summer training. Or something yeah, whatever like it was. It was not long enough for pitchers. Pitchers are just not nearly stretched out yet and it's showing because they're going onto the aisle like every other day it feels like yeah and um i think like some pitchers like uh zach granke uh one of his like big things is like he's a ground ball hitter and so he doesn't really throw that many strikes or not not strikes he doesn't throw that many pitches and i think that's what some pitchers should have like aimed for at the beginning of the season because some guys couldn't even go longer than four innings which is understandable they lost like a month and a half of baseball training and I think one of the big things is, like, like you know, there's no fans. I feel like some teams, like the Rays, it might not be an issue. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. They pump fan noise or, like, into the game. And I think, like, some people might ask if that's an issue. I'm not, I'm not thinking that is. So just a lot of things with just, like, injuries because people just aren't as prepared enough. And then... Yeah, we lost a whole, like, month and a half yeah. of practice, so... Yeah, that's definitely going to weigh in. All right. Yeah, so that's, you know, an interesting perspective as the season moves forward. And that may impact, you know, our next subject here, which is some predictions for the MVP. We have an AL and an MVP, Peyton Kenny. Who's it going to be and why? Debate. Um, I know I told you someone different before the show. I've changed my pick. I am going with Shane Bieber to win MVP this year. Shane Bieber right now is by far the best pitcher in the AL. Uh, maybe all of baseball, you can debate it with between like maybe him, Bauer, you Darvish has been excellent. But for now, I'm going to go with Shane Bieber because Shane Bieber right now is the best pitcher on probably the best rotation in baseball right now. The Indians are being deadlifted practically by their rotation right now. They have no offense whatsoever. Shane Bieber is doing it all himself right now. Shane Bieber through um, seven starts this year, uh, 1.35 ERA, which is unbelievably low. He's 6-0, and which normally I don't care about pitching record, but that's really impressive to see. He leagues the league in strikeouts, uh, in innings pitched, um, and, st- and strikeouts per nine innings. And he's only walking two guys every nine innings. That he has been absolutely phenomenal this year, and if the Indians do wind up making the playoffs, which I think they will, then I think he he should easily finish top three in the MVP voting. All right, yeah, Kenny. and um, thanks for like talking about my player. I told you I was going to go with Shane Bieber, but I think I'm going to go with this. I think Shane Bieber could win MVP in Cy Young. That, that I that's, agree with that. That's what I have. He's I think he's a lock right now for the the Cy Young for the AL. Like I think. Like, you had Kluber, you had Bowery, you had all these pitchers in Cleveland. They knew, they knew Shane Bieber was, like, the next big thing, you know. Nickname not Justin. You know why? 
But, you know, he's the MVP of the All-Star uh, game last year. He was so dominant in that one inning he pitched. And I think... I think <laughs> it was in Cleveland. It was in Cleveland, too. Yeah. And I just think Shane Bieber is my lock for MVP and Cy Young right now. Yeah, the AL this year kind of is just a mess. Uh, there's no pitchers that are really uh, dominant. So are you so, guys in agreement? Yeah. There's no debate here? on this one. I think one of the big issues is with me this season is that it's only 60 games. Yeah, there's and not I think a lot of time. Aaron Judge was so dominant, but I feel like if you miss more than 10 games, I don't I don't know if you're my MVP this year. Yeah, That's, I thought I was I harsh. thought your MVP pick was still Aaron Judge. I th- I just um, changed it because I was looking at the games he's missed and yeah. I'm just I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Also they lost a series to the with the Phillies because of the coronavirus. But I don't know. We'll see how this season ends up. We're already halfway through. Mm-hmm. And I I wanted to go with Mike Trout. Uh, Mike Trout has just, I mean, he's been great. Like, there's no denying that his OPS is almost 900. 897 right now. 897 right now. But that's not like typical Mike Trout. Like, Mike Trout has been so much better in so many other years that I just, it didn't feel right for me really to give it to him. So for now, Shane Bieber just has definitely, to me, been the best player all around in the AL this year. All right. Well, let's just not forget that, like, you know, Trout won it last year. He only played 134 games. Redmond played probably over 150. So so, it it can really just go any way. But I feel like this season is very different. You know, everyone knows that. We're at 60 games this Mm -hmm. season. And missing a lot is like you're missing the back end of the season right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So it's, yeah, it's mostly what you guys think, whereas the, you know, whoever decides it might pick something else just because they well, actually have things, a vote. But I could see. You have a vote, Kenny? Yeah, I'm actually voting on really? it this year. Yeah, one no, of the you sports don't. Writers. You're um, not one of the sports writers. Okay, let's move on to the NL MVP. Yeah. NL MVP. Uh, if I can go first, my uh, pick for MVP will be Juan Soto. Juan Soto, yes, has missed games this year. He missed the first week of the season. He missed eight games total. Juan Soto right now through 20 games. That's a third of the season has an OPS that is over 1,200. It is almost 1,300. That's unbelievable through 33% of your season to be batting like that. Currently slugging 803. He's getting on base at almost a 500 clip, and he... If you're into batting average, he's batting 380. He is the most well-rounded hitter, maybe in all of baseball. I'm not going to say he's a better position player uh, hitting-wise than Mike Trout right now, but he is definitely second on that list. And I think he's very, very easily the MVP pick. Okay. Um, aside from maybe one dude. Yeah, and you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get wrong here. Um, <laughs> so gonna get I don't, wrong here, by the way. Just let yeah. Him know. Um, there's no grammar rules on here, but I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Do you why know who Fernando wrong? Tatis Jr. is? Yes, I know. Probably the I'm best aware. all-around baseball player in the National League right now. Did you it's see that funny. catch he made against the Astros? You the went halfway to left catch. Yeah. So, so, here it is. The Nationals are in last place. Not Juan Soto's fault. Where are the... Padres. They are second in their They are position. second. I think an MVP, we had an MVP with the Marlins a few years ago, Giancarlo Stanton. Stan. And I, you know, he deserved it. He was the best player. But I think an MVP is somebody who, like, actually leads their team to something. And I feel like Tatis is the best all-around player in the NL. And I'll tell you his stats right here. He hasn't missed a game all season. 33 games. He leads the league in plate appearances and at-bats. Runs, 
home runs and RBIs. RBIs completely worthless. OPS above average. What is, is it? it uh, one or ten thirty-five? That's a little bit more. He's than batting three hundred. I know batting average doesn't matter anymore. You know, I'm still a grandpa. I'm a grandpa about baseball. I believe in you know wins and losses and batting. I average. can tell you quoted his RBIs at me like I care. <laughs> oh, sorry. He brought in runs this season, but I think he's just the best. Juan Soto player. doesn't is not putting. As Juan good Soto of a isn't twenty one years old. What is that? What is that supposed to mean? What do <laughs> that you guy say? is like thirty. You think so? Yeah, I disagree with you. I'll have respect for him. You disagree about his age. his age? No, because <laughs> that, that was a big topic a few years ago. Like, but I personally do believe he is that age. Was he? Was it disputed? Like, did yes. people think he was lying about because his age? Documentation in the Dominican um, can be very, very... Oh. baptism. Yeah. And he said he was baptized out of the womb, so... Oh, my gosh. I Regardless, didn't even know that. I think it's it going to be... A, it doesn't gonna, matter how old he is. Okay. He has almost a 1,300 OPS, almost, like, more than halfway into the season. That's unbelievable. Okay. Well, I think it's going to be a close race. Hopefully I'm right. You sounded I'm pretty emphatic right. that I I'm going to be right. I think he's a cheater if he doesn't tell me his real age. <laughs> and I don't like cheaters in baseball. I know you don't like cheaters in baseball, but. That's why I'm an Astros fan. But. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so let's. Okay, let's move on to yeah, the okay. Cy Young. Yeah, so, so the Cy Young. We already know what our AL Cy Young yeah. lock is. Right now it's Shane Bieber. If you got him as MVP. Yes. But wait till you hear the NL Cy Young from Peyton Haverman. My NL Cy Young is currently the. <laughs> Wins above replacement leader for the NL. You Darvish is my Cy Young pick. Oh, you Darvish currently sporting a ten point seven strikeout per nine. He's striking out ten dudes in yeah. inning, every every nine innings. Nice. He has a walk rate of just one point five. That would be, I believe, his career low. Yes, easily his career low. And he has a strikeout to walk ratio of seven point three three, which is unbelievable. And all of this was after he got blown up in his first start. So that is, he's been quite possibly the most dominant pitcher in baseball aside from maybe Shane Beaver and maybe Trevor Bauer. What was his strikeout for nine? 10.7. Okay. I'll tell you why you're wrong. Okay. Um, mine is Max Fried, the Atlanta Braves. Not many people know him. But this season he is 5-0. and I know a lot of people don't believe Yawn. in the whole record. But if you're 5-0, and you're good. And he, is, he leads the league with his 5-0 record with ERA of a 1.35. Wow. That is low. Yeah, it is low, but I don't... I mean, Yu Darvish's ERA is 1.70. That's not that right. much higher. Um, what is Yu Darvish's home run per nine? 0. 0.5. Oh, jeez. Guess what Max's is? is. What, is it? what is it? Zero. Whatever. He's going to win Cy Young. No, he's not. Yes, he is. <laughs> Pro- we're both probably going to be wo- wrong because they'll give it to that dork in Cincinnati, Trevor Bauer. I'm not wrong. Um, yeah, Tyler no, Bauer. Can he, can he Trevor Bauer. You're Kenny making these picks wrong. because you're biased. I'm not being. This is just this me. This is pure bias. This, this is <laughs> slander. completely. This is journalistic dominant. slander. Yes, mm-hmm. I am a Cubs fan, but that is absolute dominance. He has a whip under. He has a. What is, what is Max Fried's whip? Uh, 0.95. Oh, really? You Darvish's is. Point nine one, Go cry. It's the same thing. Doesn't matter. And you're going to tell me that he, Max Fried is better because he has a point three five ERA He difference. doesn't give up home runs. Your okay, neither does. does neither does you Darvish. Okay, let's talk about you Darvish in the World Series. 
That was three years ago. That has no bearing on this conversation. He's the reason the Dodgers yeah, lost. Yeah, you're wearing an Astros shirt right now. No wonder you brought it up. Okay, Mr. Bias. Yeah, okay. How's Jose Altuve doing this year? That doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. You're wrong. You're biased. <laughs> you don't want to see you Darvish win. We got Javier because, Baez over here. Because, okay. Wow. Oh. Javier Baez has been quite bad. Javier Baez. Um, let's move into the rookies of the year. I know this one's about to get heated, so be ready. Oh, yeah, because you are in love with my AL Rookie of the Year pick. To me, it's a walk, walk a runaway answer. Kyle Lewis of the Seattle Mariners is easily uh, AL Rookie of the Year. Um, currently sits with an OPS of point, or .989. Uh, that's, in, that's well, well, well above average. Um, On-base percentage of four four two. He gets on quite a lot. Uh, and if you care about batting average, he's batting 350. So right now he's a very well-rounded hitter, um, has seven home runs on the year, uh, has started 32 games. I believe that's all of Seattle's games. Maybe he's missed one or two. But, yeah, Kyle Lewis uh, is a, also a line drive hitter, which also makes me a little more biased because I love line drive hitters. Uh, his only knock, really, to me, is he strikes out a lot. How many strikeouts does he have this season? He has 34 strikeouts. Oh, that's not as bad as I thought. Mm, really? Is he up for the Cy Young this year? All those strikeouts? You just said it's not as much what? as I thought this year. That's a stupid Okay, well, I'll joke. tell you one thing about Kyle Lewis. What about him? There is a 95% chance that guy is juicing. He just Please came up. tell me, non-biased Astros fan, why you think Kyle Lewis is ju- juicing. This guy just comes out of nowhere and he thinks he's Mark McGuire. Okay, he 2019 he came up, had 75 plate appearances, and slugged 592. How many home runs did he hit? He hit six. Okay, he's juicing. He's um, not. <laughs> how many does he have this year? Seven. And more plate appearances, to be fair. Okay, just for the first 10 games against the Astros. Um, you're just mad because your pitchers aren't good. Let's uh, let's talk about my ale rookie of the year. Yeah, let's talk about it. I'm not a huge White Sox supporter. I think White Sox fans spawned probably like two years ago when they found out who Lucas Giolito was. I don't know. Just they came out of nowhere. Lucas Giolito sucked two years ago. Well, they I don't know if they did. Way to come prepared. <laughs> Hey, I'm trying to defend you here because you're a Cubs fan. I don't know, but I think White Sox fans just came out of nowhere recently. They they ride this 2005 World Series. None of them watched it. And nope. I'm glad you one. know how to watch YouTube. Yeah. I, did, I did hear White Sox fans a lot last year say they were going to be really good like the next season. And though. they're not even in first place. Um, they're .5 out, to be fair. <laughs> 5 for .5 out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so is it It's Luis... Robert. Luis Robert. And that's, that's just mine for right now because I'm trying to get at Peyton here. But he's center fielder for the Chicago White Sox. Rocks the, the two snowmen on the back of his jersey, 88. And uh, let's talk about this, these stats. Yeah. 867 waiting. OPS. Oh, wow. Lower than Kyle Lewis. Keep going. Right, Kyle Lewis <laughs> is juicing. Uh, what's Kyle Lewis is slugging? 547. 543 over here. Uh, oh, lower. I like batters who strike out a lot. So I'm taking Luis Robert here. He has 40 strikeouts then on this season. Then shouldn't you love Kyle Lewis? Carlos is 34. Um, but <laughs> Luis Robert also has seven home runs this season. We're tied in that category. Okay. What's his on base? His on base? Yeah. What's um, his on base? 325. That's way lower. Carlos is also like, can run like a 4 2 40. 
that is supposed to make him worse. Makes him faster. That makes him faster. Gets on base more. Gets on base more. Uh, yeah. So? I don't Luis know if I'm Roberts right fast. You kind of just took the guy that I didn't like, so I took a guy you didn't like. I don't like Luis Robert. That's correct. He yeah. is a in-hap wannabe. I think you're probably more right about this one than I am. I'm just trying to come oh, out Oh, so, Mr. I'm never wrong Reverse at the beginning card, of got the him. Um, yeah, don't care. You know, well, nice I selfie. think, no, but I don't know. This is going to be a close <laughs> one. I feel like anything this year, like any, like, run at, like, in, uh, um, rookie of the year, Cy Young, MVP, it's going to all be close. We're in such a small season. Yeah, it's harder to make. It's gonna be yeah. out the wire. Like th- these votes will be close, but it's also hard to have a rookie. And you're only looking at sixty games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, Kyle Lewis should be the easy winner. They might pick Lewis Roberts simply because the White Sox are the much more exciting team right now. Yeah, than the they Mariners have are better chance to make it than the Mariners do. But Kyle Lewis has been the better player. Yeah, who's the NL or NL rookie of the year? The NL rookies of the year are an absolute mess. Yeah. Um, there is no, like, I thought Gavin Lux would have won it this year, and he has not even played, I don't. I don't think so. And if he has, I have not seen anything about him. So I went a bit outside the box, and I picked Devin Williams, reliever for the Milwaukee Brewers, because he currently has a strikeout per nine of of 19.3, almost striking out 20 batters per nine innings pitch. And that's in 11 games this year. He currently has a .77 ERA, um, and he hasn't been overly lucky. His whip is .771. His FIP, which is, if none of you know, it's ERA adjusted for your defense. So, like, if your defense helps you out, your your FIP is higher than your ERA. Mm -hmm. And... His FIP is only 1.53, which is really, really good. And, uh, yeah, I think Devin Williams, it's a weak NL class this year. Uh, Devin Williams, uh, if the the Brewers are looking to trade or at least listening to trade offers for Josh Hader this year, if they were to trade Josh Hader, I think they'd have an easy closer replacement right there in Devin Williams. Yeah, I really like that. But the one thing I don't like about him. What is that? He didn't go to Mizzou. He had no. his opportunity. He could have came. Yeah, he could have been a commit. true son. He could have been a true didn't. son, and he had much brighter ambitions. And he didn't come. Did he go straight to the pros? Yeah. Yes, he, he was drafted. drafted out of high school. So I'm going with Jake Cronenworth, second baseman of the San Diego Padres. Tell me about him. You want me to tell you about him? Yeah, I would love to hear about Jake Cronenworth. Well, he's been more valuable to the Padres this year than you have. He's a 1.3 <laughs> war. Wow. So he's wow. been 31 hits. He's been on the Padres. He's not really hitting for power. Crazy. He has three homers this season. He's hitting 360. What's a slow? I love my batting average. <laughs> 360. <laughs> for all of you that uh, couldn't see because it's the radio, Kenny um, bit his fist like um, Leonardo DiCaprio does in Wolf of in Wall Wolf Street. Wall Street. So, yeah, let's look at this OPS, 1.020. That is very good. That's a good OPS. Anything over, I'd say, 800 is all-star worthy almost, probably even. It's definitely above average. Above yeah. average. Average yes. is like 750? Um, I believe average OPS is about 730-something. Okay. So, like, once you get up into, like, the 800s, yeah, that's a good it's hitter. above average, yeah. I just think I'm not a big fan of relief pitchers. It's, yeah, I'm. Winning. 
I don't think it's just, Devin it's Williams a, it's a will win. That yeah. it's it's a the NL Rookie of the Year picture is just picture is just an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I just Devin Williams has just eye popping numbers, and that's why I picked him. So I'm gonna tell you something real quick about Jake Cronenworth. Uh, I'm on a baseball reference right now. Tell me the other two positions they have for Jake Cronenworth. So you said second base. Second base. I'm gonna say third base. No. no. Wrong. Left field. Wrong. Oh my. Catcher. God. Wrong. Designated hitter. Wrong. Pitcher. Wrong. What in the? Okay, f- I'll give you one. He's the Shortstop. Coach. Shortstop, Shortstop is the second one. First, Guess what? First last, base. No. Wrong. Right you're field. Not, you're not gonna get this. Relief what other pitcher. Positions are relief pitcher. I said pitcher. Well, oh, I did, did say, say relief pitcher. pitcher. Uh, okay. Well, the third one on here is relief pitcher. I'm not seeing any stats for pitching on here, but wow. Yeah. You can do it oh. all. Okay, he pitched at Michigan and on a triple A team in Illinois. Wait, at Michigan? I thought he was, Oh he no, played, that's, that's he, he went to school at Michigan. Yeah, that's that's Devin, um, Williams, Devin Williams could have gone here. Go here. Okay. All right. Um so we only have a little bit of time left. So would you guys before we want to obviously talk about um what's going on with Fernando Tat, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Do we want to do um a World Series prediction or something you guys would maybe like to see a team do before the trade deadline? Um Kenny you pick. I beat you pretty bad in those debates. I oh, that's I'll, so I'll give you wrong. a pity pick. I'm looking at these. <laughs> you literally fan, admitted I was right. The on fan text them. line is lighting you up right now. Oh, is it? Okay, what but is the I, actually, I actually want to do this. I, I don't I know. I'm not really going to talk about the trade deadline right that's now. That's fine. But I want to talk about these standings. What do you think are the top two for each? Who's going to finish in the top two? Okay, that's fine with me. Go. Which division am I starting with? Start with the AL East. AL East? Yeah. Yankees. Uh, Yankees race. Okay. I think the Yankees will wind up finishing in first. I agree with you on that one. The Yankees are two and a half games back right now, but they also lost a full judge. series. And, and they have Judge. Isn't Stanton hurt now? Stanton's on the IL. They have a lot of injuries right now. If they stay healthy, they're the World Series contender, in my opinion. Okay, yes. let's AL Central. Um, I will go with the Twins. The lock. And I'll go... <sighs> It depends on if the Indians add a decent enough bat at the trade deadline, I think. A decent the team from Cleveland. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to, for now, I'm going to say, I'll say the White Sox finish in second. Okay, Javier biased over here. I'm going to say Twins in, in, in Cleveland, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not a big White Sox guy. Neither am I. I just can't take it. So you're the biased one. Javier biased. Um, yeah. AL West. Uh, I'm going to go with the Athletics and the Astros. Yeah, those are two. Because blocks. I don't know what in the world is wrong with the Twins, but they're completely lost. You mean? Or I'm sorry, the Angels. Yeah, the, the Angels, Angels are the Angels. ten and twenty-two right now. Yeah, they got their tenth the win against the, the Astros. They really just do Mike Trout dirty by just not being good. And ever. Rendon. They do. Yeah. They added. They added. Rendon they is added hot. legit pieces. That team should be a lot better than they are. Yeah. Uh, what other divisions do we do? We're going NL East real quick. NL East, go. NL East, um... This is a hard one. Yeah, this is. Uh, Braves win it. Yeah, that's... And I am... I'm gonna take... I'm gonna take the Nationals at second. I know the Nats are in last right 11 now. 11 and 17 right now. They are underperforming like crazy right now. Strasburg's out for the season. I think... Yeah, Strauss is out for the year. But I think that team... I think the Marlins are playing way over their heads. The Mets are the Mets and are just... A mess right now. Mm-hmm. The Phillies 
bullpen, no matter how many mid-tier relievers they add, like Brandon Workman, who they just traded for, it's not gonna, that bullpen is a mess. I do think they are definitely the biggest contender with the Nats for second, but I think the Nats are going to wind up taking the second spot. Okay, I I think if the Nationals make it, Juan Soto, MVP, MVP for the National League. But I, I just don't believe in it right now. The Nationals are not the same team as last year. Not really even close right now. They don't look like it. They no. sent down Carter. I miss him. Yeah. That was you my really thought he was going to be good. I did. Um, that was my rookie of the year pick going in the year. I don't know. It's a hard one because Marlins are 14 and 12, but that's mostly just because they fluky, fluky and kind of lost some games back, lost some series. But I don't know. I'm going to go Braves, Phillies, maybe slip in. I think Some, it'll be close. It's, it's going to be close. That last spot's going to be close. Yeah, that's definitely a case of someone else has to get in in yeah. that division. So NL Central. Let's see. Let's hear Javier biased. I'll go with the car. I think the Cardinals will finish in first, and I think the Cubs will finish in second, just because that division is really bad. Yeah, I'm going to go the same. Um, NL West. This is kind of easy. Uh, I'm not that, I don't know. Dodgers. Padres. Okay. Dodgers the best team in baseball right now. Yeah. Record wise, probably even lineup almost. Yeah, kind of bring these Mookie players. Mookie has been everything they've wanted and more. Well, they got two MVPs in the outfield right now. Yep. Okay, that's all right. I'm going Dodgers Padres too. You agreed on something. There you go. Yeah. That's like the second thing today, other than the yeah MVP for the AL. All right. Well, we are gonna do a quick break and then we'll wrap things up with a little bit of unwritten rule talk. Um, so stick stick around for that. You know, we'll be right back. Unwritten rule, KCO UFM. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. back and to wrap things up we have a little bit of unwritten rule chat so mm-hmm. i'm not sure i don't Off remember your phone i don't remember how long ago this was um but you know earlier in the year um it was last week it was last week um yeah fernando it's fernando tatis right junior yes. junior um junior he hit a grand slam uh in a game where they were up what 10 nothing Seven nothing. Seven nothing. It put them up or ten nothing. Maybe up ten three. They yeah. were up seven. That's they were up by a lot. And he hit a grand slam on a three zero pitch, which, from what I read, is frowned upon by baseball standards. Like you know, the old guard of baseball thinks you should kind of take a strike in that situation when you're up by so much. It's a three zero count. Um, so I want to just get your guys' thoughts. What do you think about that instance and how the narrative of baseball maybe is changing? Um. I really don't care if Fernando Tatis uh, swings at a 3-0 fastball because Fernando Tatis right now 
is playing for a team that is in a playoff race and is I am Diego. Yes. Uh, four straight games, right? Yeah. Um, and they are, they're in a playoff race and he's in an MVP race. So I have no issue with him trying to make sure his team stays up and that he himself puts himself in a better position to succeed because that M- the MVP race matters for him, not just for personal accolades. It's going to get him paid more mm-hmm. in the end. So yeah, no issue with him blasting a 92 mile per hour fastball. It's just dead center. So yeah, that's about it. Kenny. Yeah, I guess um, you've heard a lot about me today about how I kind of like the old style of baseball. Batting the, average. Batting average wins losses. Ugh. But, you know, they call me grandpa for going this way, but I don't know if I really like that, you know. I guess the game is changing. A lot of the new guys, guys like we grew up watching, probably wouldn't have done that. But say that he it was a, he takes the pitch and then hits a grand slam on the next pitch. What's your call? Well, it's a 3-1 at that point. Yeah, so it's, do you think it would have had the same? No, not Yeah, even that's close. what I'm thinking. It wouldn't it's have been the same. Yeah, it's the 3-0 point. part that bugged people. But the thing like really bugs people is that there's still a lot of old baseball fans out there and they're they're you know they're talking about respect you know the game's been gotten a lot more flashy recently in the last couple years and i think that's the thing they're they don't like is but if you're gonna throw a 92 mile fastball right there for him you know pitch around him you know if you're not gonna get him then why do that Yeah. yeah That's what they they brought that up to in the article I read on ESPN about Juan Soto when he was celebrating like a home run and and the the manager called him out and he was you know he celebrated more. I don't you know I don't like he's the manager on the opposite team. The opposite team's pitcher gave him a pitch he can hit and he hit it. I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts on it. But well, um, one of the things I didn't like is when Puig used to flip his bat. Down seven runs. Okay, when you're down seven, yeah, you yeah that's do that, it's just a trot. much different. Just that's, get out of there. that's a situation where you you're losing. You need to kind of act like you've you've been there before. You know your team's in a in, mm-hmm. a, in a hole. They have to- that not even that doesn't just show up the opposing team. That just makes the rest of your team. It shows up the rest of your teammates yeah. essentially. All right. Um, any final thoughts, you guys? Otherwise, we'll wrap it up there. Um, this is a great first show. It's my first show, like, ever. I had a lot of fun today, and I'm excited for this semester if we get get to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get to keep doing it, uh, although I don't anticipate doing this longer than like, Hey, we gotta, we keep an optimistic attitude yeah. out here, Peyton. We'll see. Um, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, beat Kenny in a bunch of debates. That's not yes. true. Well, biased. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think this last segment, we're probably going to keep this, is, like, do an unwritten rule. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about, like, anything. It doesn't even have to be baseball. Yeah. We'll just see how it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. Um, stay tuned. We'll be back next week. The Unwritten Rule. Uh, KCOU 88.1 FM. Have a good day, guys.